You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hey, what's going on, dude? You know what, dude? First of all, uh, this episode, amazing. Origins of the Comedy Cellar. It's a premium member episode. Only premium members got it. It was so good. Uh, and I wanted to release it for a week to uh, everybody because I think everybody should. It's going be back behind the paywall uh, next week, I believe. So it, it, listen to it now. Spread the word. Tell everybody, this is uh, the owner of the Comedy Cellar, the man who started the Comedy Cellar, one of the original comics. uh, When the Comedy Cellar first hit its peak back in the day, it's so interesting to hear uh, and and so funny. I had such a good time. We we actually uh, taped it at the Rio uh, in Las Vegas, where the new Comedy Cellar is going. It's just a great episode. So check it out. Uh, And I want to talk about one of my favorite sponsors here, thedeepdiscount.com. They are a loyal sponsor of my show and the place to shop for everyone's holiday list. And it's Cyber Week, which means everything is on sale, even um, at even lower prices. You got to go here. You got to see it right there at your fingertips at deepdiscount.com. Tens of thousands of items are incredibly discounted. Classic TV shows and movies for the whole family, including holiday favorites, Rudolph, Frosty, uh, uh, Christmas Story, and more. This is what you want to do for the kids, because you don't know when they're on, and then you tape them, and and you get half of it, and there's commercials. Just go to Deep Discount. Get Rudolph, Frosty, a Christmas. Just have them. Put them in the DVD player and play them when you want. Don't wait. Um, Listen to me. It can't be worse to sit through these commercials after commercials. Buy your favorites. Watch them when you want. See it for yourself. Go to deepdiscount.com or just click on their logo on my homepage, riotcast.com slash Robert Kelly. Get a jump on your holiday shopping. Do it, dude. Find your favorite movies and TV shows. Uh, And you know what I did? I'll tell you what I did. I just went and bought the Defiant Ones, which is, I don't know if you know about it, but it's a insane docu-series, I guess, directed by Alan Hughes. It's the uh, partnership between Dre, Dr. Dre, and uh, Jimmy Levine. It is one of the coolest document documentaries I've seen uh, in a long time. And I bought it. at a, It's only $22.99 on Blu-ray at deepdiscount.com. It's crazy. Woo! So, get a jump on your holiday shopping. Find those favorite movies and TV shows for yourself and everyone on your list. Buy hard-to-find titles and the releases, too. Here's the deal. Uh, You like Logan Lucky, starring Channing Tanner and Adam Driver? Uh, This movie was... I love these movies. Kooky, crazy, action... Uh, kind of crime, but funny. Logan Lucky. It comes out this week. And you can get your copy now on Blu-ray or DVD for a great price. Just click, just click the Deep Discount logo found on my page. What a mush mouth. Deep, deep Discount logo found on my homepage. Riotcast.com slash Robert Kelly. Support my sponsors. Be good to yourself. Buy your favorites. Watch them when you want to. Check it out now. Thank you, Deep Discount. Welcome to the funniest podcast on the planet Earth. This is going to be a clusterfuck. This podcast has no rules. Talking to the mic, asshole. 
I'm sure I've already said, should I regret? Can I get a microphone? No! What the fuck? I always try to keep it like a comic hang. I have a bunch of guys on. It's just us sitting down and yapping. Sometimes it's hilarious. Sometimes it's intent. No topics. No directions. I love doing it. Don't play both sides of the coin. That's how the host does, you motherfucker. I'm honored that you think my podcast is popular enough where I might affect somebody's life. You never know. It's Robert Kelly's You Know What Do podcast on Riotcast.com. No, let's start this over. Induce him. Induce him? Is the recording? I recorded it on here. Oh, I got double recording. Here we go. Thank, thank God no one who worked for you made that mistake. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? Well, you know what? I got all the bullshit out of the show. That's extra. That's Patreon extra. The Patreon being Robert extra. Kelly, you know what, dude? On the road, Las Vegas, Rio. I took a 20-minute a hit anyways <laughs> about my shitty room getting fucked in the butt and doing all this stuff. And now he, uh, he crosses his leg like a winner. Okay? So anyways, we're starting the show. Liz... My lovely Don't. person on Thank the show you. that helps me. Yeah. See? Thank you. <laughs> so go ahead. Can you please what did he call everybody? you before that you took such a great exception? Oh, please, no. Yeah. no we, we edited we that out. Right. I don't have that. We've been right fighting now. You call her a road Lauren. I guess Lauren is a girl who used to work for Robert, and they've had some kind of falling out. No. No? No. no. Oh. No. That he basically just called me his road lackey. No, I don't. It's, th- it's also like oh, Scopo. God. This is terrible that you called him. He said anything bad about Scopo. His dad, your dad controls the garbage. I love Scopo. Yeah. I love Scopo's dad, but Scopo was. He will not Bobby's give you a deal on the garbage. He'll, ra- he'll raise our rates, yeah. All right, listen. Can you please introduce everybody? And sure. don't stop calling people lackeys. Lackeys. Okay, Bill Grunfest is here. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't know Bill Grunfest oh. was the founder of the Comedy Cellar in 1981. <laughs> Now let him do that. He was going to redo it again. He was, he was doing his thing. Tell, I, tell, I didn't tell. do it in the first place. She said he founded the Comedy Cell in 1981. I didn't say that about but myself. But then you went into a beautiful thing. Beautiful story about how in 1981, yes. we dug the audience out with our bare hands from <laughs> the street. You got to love him. I, mean, I, I love mean, him. God, that's the second time he did it. And just, I think it's better than the first time. <laughs> you think it's better? Yeah, add in a little more. Well, Not first, too much. No. Just that's enough. enough. For what, me, what the do you mean second by that? take was mean? always the best take. It's always the best. You're a second take guy? Second take guy. The first take. I'm just kind of clearing out the debris. They call me second take Kelly. Is that right? Yeah, I just never, I never get past the first take. Though. I usually get, I usually don't get the audition. They go, no, that was great. See you later. Thanks. How old are you? Um, so yeah, eighty one, eighty one. I used to start the show with zero people in the audience oh. because his father made me, and <laughs> and the reason why is because if people stick their heads in the comedy cellar yeah. and they see nothing going on, yes. they go, there's nothing going on, and right. they leave. But if there's a guy talking on stage, they go, oh, there's a show. Yeah. And they have a shot, at least, that they'll come in. That's usually and my, my, my gigs on the road. They do the same really? thing. Really? The same thing? Yeah. I used to say people, people would come in the doorway, yeah. and I would say... This is what we will do for zero people. Imagine what we will do for you. <laughs> what if you did a really good joke, but it was for zero people? Uh, Would you do it again? Uh, sure. I, I'll do the same these you just days. just did for us. <laughs> <laughs> this is a shitty podcast in a shit hotel room on the 13th floor, Liz. Yeah. You I'm chose on the 13th it. floor. You chose it. Oh, well, just give me a, a room I at the Mandalay you that Bay. I rooms with you. <laughs> Too soon. I'm <laughs> sorry. Thirteenth, thirteenth floor though. Mm-hmm. Did they have thirteenth floors in Vegas? I thought Here they would they eliminate them. No, they didn't back in uh, 1972 when this building was established. 
my room was actually made. When this was a new room yeah. in 1972, that's when they had it. And then they stopped having it uh, in, in in his tower, the brand new tower. Oh, yeah, where they, they have the, the king beds? Yeah, yeah, and the jacuzzis. Oh, do you have a jacuzzi? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I want to go shit. I, I want to shit I, I, I have a mini bar. Oh you know what I used to do, Bill? I have a TV that comes out of the... You press a button. Just, if, I, if I was ever on the road with somebody who had a better room than me, yeah. I would go... I'd go, hey, man, let me... And I'd check it out. But this is a great room. Can I use your bathroom? And I'd go piss in their tub. <laughs> and this is how you made friends. This is how we made friends as sure. comics. Sure. We were making is, friends. There's nothing better than getting that phone call. Dude, you're a fucking dickhead. <laughs> He's got 20 minutes to get to the show. He's got to clean up the tub. So, you were defending Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is you know you such... Before, you had a good point. <laughs> that is that. such <laughs> fucking... Before you turned on the microphone. That is... That is I, I will fucking... Vietnam- That's for the Patreon. Vietnamesely. How do you say that word? Vietnamesely. 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 I will Vietnamesely. No, I did not defend Harvey at all. I'm just saying that it is... You, you, but, but wait a second. But having that, defended him, no. <laughs> listen, Vietnamesely. It's just funny. And an hour later, you defend him again. <laughs> I think that now. I mean, look, these guys came up in a time when all this stuff wasn't acceptable, but put up with or whatever. And now they're getting called out on it. And I'm not saying they. I think you know. Look, the shit he did, he should get called out on. It's just you know. Um, they, grew, they came up at a time when you could when you could rape a woman. Look, like look, you look at Mad Men. Ago? That's when you could call, "Hey, broad, get was, in here and slap your 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 your, your assistant ago. or your this on the butt." And there was fifteen years ago. I'm not. I'm look at. I'm telling you that this the things you things that were accepted or put up with back then. Look, we're evolving. We're becoming better people. We're becoming better men. We're treating women, and we've done a lot of shit bad a hundred years ago. We're, we're shittier people. We're better people now, and he's getting called out on it and he should because he's a fucking predator and he did some awful shit and uh you know but like a guy like ben Affleck, you're ben, making the same there? argument they make to defend columbus day what's columbus day what's wrong with columbus day well, you know, there's a big controversy because columbus came and he was brutal to a lot of people but in those days yeah so that was everybody. that's what they did you know and apparently columbus uh molested ashley judd so there's uh, a <laughs> i knew she was old i'm telling you she looks <laughs> Columbus said to Queen Isabella, give me a ship, and I'm going to get my hands on that Ashley Judd rack in a second. That's right. You just give me a chance, lady. And she didn't want to, but the king, King Ferdinand, you want to learn history or not? King Ferdinand said, listen, bitch, get this guy a ship, because he's going to get a piece of Ashley Judd. I got to tell him Bill's mic down a little bit. It's like 1981, and he's got five people just came in the crowd. I only have... I only have two. I listen. And off. That's all I have. I'm not saying. Look at I. I look. I. You know. I'm just saying. Uh, and you, why do you think? Do you think there's any truth to that? I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, you're the one who defended him in the first place. That actually got me thinking about it. So explain. Wow. Explain what you said. No, nice, no, I'm nice said. Didn't defend nice him. Nice try. Did not defend him. No, no I'm said. I was there. He said we should take down the statues of Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yes, and, <laughs> right, and put him in a museum. Yeah. They should take back his Oscars. Uh, this is what I. This is what I think. No, I think you're wrong. I think that 
I'm wrong? No, I think you're right that there was like, you talk about like a kind of a... All right, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for tuning into YKWD this week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Shut the thing off. Shut it off! Throw something at that camera! We're alive! Um, there's like a, a mad You're man. not allowed to say he's wrong. That's the thing you're not allowed to say. No, he's never said I'm right. Ever. Oh. <laughs> wow. It was like a madman culture. Yes, yes. Know, like, you know, we slap a, slap a girl. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that culture... Did exist. I mean, yeah, it's wrong. But but yes. what Harvey Weinstein is accused of is totally I something different. Was, was never acceptable. No, that that video of him. Anybody who was like, oh my god, maybe that was an excuse. You hear that video, you can hear the 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 sliminess in what he was doing. And to be that powerful, to have that much money, that much influence, it makes it even worse. Because if you're in that position, you shouldn't be that fucked up with yourself and that twisted. If, if, if what I, is that? Is that your phone? Liz, will you make sure? Oh, I, who my, is it? My vibrator is on. Who is it? It's, it's my wife? Yeah. Don't answer it. Okay. Wait. Don't, wait. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. Just see this? push it to a thing and shut. Can you swipe up and shut the thing off? Carefully. No, everything is behind What's on? <laughs> is it recording? Yeah, it's recording. Is it still recording? You? Is it still this recording? very interesting for the podcast people to see this. Right. I don't, I no, oh my god! Usually no. that you see. Oh, hey, perfect. Scopo, is it still recording? Now, now it is. Is it recording? Now it is. Are the numbers going? Now it is. That's the Liz I like. I don't like timid Liz. Okay. So listen, <laughs> I, I, I want to. I only want. I don't want to defend Harvey Weinstein, but I will make. I will make one point about sex. About life. Ooh, yes. here it comes. You said about sex. Okay. Well, well point about sex listen, first. And a lot of can be compared to baseball. <laughs> sex is often compared to baseball. However, not in this what? way. Yes. You know when you're when you're rounding is like baseball. When you're rounding third base, yes, yes. Uh-huh. and the coach tells you hold up, yes, yeah. yes, and you ignore yes. the sign, yeah, ah. yes, and you slide. If you get thrown out of the plate, yes. you're in big trouble. Uh-huh. If you're safe, you're a hero. You win. Doesn't matter what. Yes. So, very often in sex, things like taking out your dick and starting masturbating in front of the, this is really just and and the girls. Uh, but Whoa. sometimes these things get converted to, to yeah. and, and the girl changes and, and then it becomes okay. And then no harm, no foul. Like we all, there's every day all over the world, I no's have, are converted into yeses. Yes, but. Uh, and it's not, cl- and one person's rejection <laughs> mm-hmm. was another person's, oh, yeah, she, 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 so you know how these things go. But so. call, well, but call, call me old fashioned. Yeah. But there's never <laughs> been a time. Old. Okay. Old fashioned. Old fashioned. <laughs> you, you get my point. Like we've all been there. Like, like uh-huh. no, no, no. We've not all been. There. I've I never, never been in a hotel. Have you ever been in a? Okay, you don't have to answer. Yeah. Have I? I have never been in a hotel room. Yes. Where I've had a, a, right. a conversation or a meeting, or even if it wasn't a business, where I've even been talking to a woman alone yep. in my hotel room. Yes. Excuse myself to go to the men's room yeah. and come out in a robe with my schlong yeah. hanging out. Yeah, well, you're right. I take it. Yeah. We'll just take. We'll take <laughs> the word I, hanging out. Just Sticking straight okay, out. But I gotta I mean, ask you, it, it probably did work for him from time to time. But I guess because they were intimidated. Well, I mean, well, first of all, it's intimidated, and, and secondly, some girls, you know, uh, sexual sexuality or whatever, they might have been a little more promiscuous. And, and did I say promiscuous? Um, you know, they might have been. Uh, you know, I know girls that don't care, like sex and like to fuck around and like to do crazy stuff. But that girl on that tape, 
I mean, look, it sounded a little. She had a recording. Anytime somebody's recording something, it's a, it, that was I, a sting. I, it's a little sting. Okay, but that sound like I don't want to do it. No, and he come in, come in. No, I, I mean she said no. How yeah, many fucking times? A girl says no. No means no, and it, it scares the shit out of me because it, one, I. I my instincts were off. I thought we were on the same page sexually, and then we I do something. She's like, uh, "No," and I'm like, "Oh shit, okay." I'm, I'm, I, f- I thought we were on the same page. Apparently, we're not. I get fucking nervous because I, I don't want to. God forbid you do something that someone didn't want sexually. You're, you're in trouble. You're you're in fucking trouble. Also, there's this power differential that was at play. He's this powerful guy yeah. and she's not. And if you let a guy like Harvey Weinstein get away with it, then the next thing you know, yeah. you're going to have the president of the United States getting blown in the Oval Office and we can't have something <laughs> Wait a minute. Like wait a minute. That happened. <laughs> what? That happened. What? Bill Clinton. You're... Get out. I swear. He wouldn't. That's so funny, though. It amazes me He's how... the best president ever, though. I, well, that goes to what he's saying. If you're a great president, you can get blown in the office. Listen, if peace... And your wife will be like, hey... <laughs> Thing, just ask me. This. Have you ever been was in some sexual situation with no. the first... The first oh, I'm sorry. The first, <laughs> too quickly. The first <laughs> answer was no. But then you begged and pleaded or whatever it was, and then you got a yes. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, with my wife around a week ago. Okay, so. I was like, it's our anniversary coming up. My birthday's yeah. coming. What else do I – what other celebration do I need for you to touch my penis? Please. But I'm, but I'm, but she I'm made sorry. Me a cake. I, I'm sorry I said that in relation to Harvey Weinstein <laughs> because, again, what he was accused of is, is over the – Yeah, is those just situations were different. You yeah. know, he brought them in yeah. under the guise of – There's no way – Look it. There's no way you in can – In my hotel room. Yeah. There's no way you can stick More up – there's no way you can stick up for Harvey Weinstein. You can't. You just can't. No, you can't. There's no. There's I think no. For Bill O'Reilly though, but not, not Harvey Weinstein. Well, all right, listen. There's no way you can stick up for him. Just, what, what, the stuff that's coming the, out. And you know what the the real shame of it is? What? And nobody's saying this because they're too polite. What? Is that he's Jewish, and he, we don't need that because <laughs> because people don't say, oh, there's goes a, a molester. They go, oh, Jews. You know what I'm saying? And I would say to him, Harvey, if you're going to behave like that, at least take off the yarmulke. <laughs> I can't believe you got the cellar off the ground. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. It's under. It's under the ground. We, we were working hard to get to the, to the gutter. The Can gutter I? It's a step. All right, let's, this is typical. No, I wanted to talk about. I was going to talk about. Yeah. My podcast is very. My my podcast is a very lighthearted conversation. I was going to talk about, but Noam comes in and goes, "What do you think about rape?" Uh, back in five seconds. What? what? All right, Jesus. I, I know. I don't even know what I said about. Her. I don't even know what. what I'm going to get in trouble. Um, listen. Yeah. You started the comedy seller. You can't prove it. Which is really, I mean, okay. Here's what you did. What you were a part of. Uh-huh. You started one of the greatest clubs in the world of all time. That's Thank it. You. Thank you. I mean, think about that sentence. You started one of the greatest clubs of all time in the world. Every comic knows about the Comedy Cellar. The greatest of the greats have played the Comedy Cellar. And, you know, um, now we're talking 
uh, we're talking 42 shows a week. 43? <laughs> 42, really? 42 yeah. shows a week sold out. Sold out. So we're talking, sure. we're talking 1981, you going, please yeah. don't leave. Yes. Please. And Rick yes. on the piano, la, 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 <laughs> come back in and we'll sing, right? And then yes. to 42 shows a week, sold yes. the fuck out. Three From zero people? From zero people. So how, many, how many people is 40? Thousands. Yeah. It's Thousands crazy. Thousands a week. Thousands, Thousands a week. Yes. And and not to mention the people they turn away. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's people they turn away. And this is has become um if you come to New York City and you like stand up comedy, you're going to the cellar. And you're gonna try to go to the cellar. Because if you think you're just gonna how many times have you been out front now and there's like, Can we buy tickets? <laughs> and and the door guy goes, no. <laughs> you get <laughs> you can get on standby. Laugh? With the little well, laugh. Well, because it's ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. Ridiculous that he you can. Hear that a lot. You know what I mean? And 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 in those we types, to, we chuckled for the completely opposite reason. <laughs> can you buy tickets? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> what time is the show tonight? What time can you be here? <laughs> I mean, who? Give me a list of the comics that would go on uh, a show on a Friday night or Saturday night. Uh, in the early days when we first started? No, last week. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> He's not nice. That, that, that's what I was telling you about. Go ahead. Go ahead. That, that was funny. Perfectly charming. That was a, I'm a great guy. Absolutely. He's such an ass. He loves Go ahead. Uh, Bill Maher. Wow. Rita Rudner. Oh, my God. Uh, Ron Darian. Who? <laughs> <laughs> um, Ron Darian was the, the, the funniest of... So far, the ones he mentioned, anyway. Really, he, he was really the wow, the one everybody looks forward to. Was he he was a great act, Ron. Ron really? was a great a great act. Um, as far as I understand, Jonathan I never Solomon, saw that, that, that that classic uh, William Shatner impression. Yeah, yeah. I think Ron Daring was the first guy to do that. Uh, I would say that um, what's his name, uh, Kevin um, Pollock. Ke- Pollock. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did the Ron Darian with William Shatner, which is derived from the Frank Gorshin oh, William no, Shatner, no, which was really influenced by the Will Jordan um, <clears throat> William Shatner. You're bullshitting now? Which was, which was a, a derivative of the rich little William Shatner. <laughs> I had never seen which. Anyway, let's go. Ron Darian. Sorry. Yeah, so Ron Darian, uh, 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 Rita Rudner, Bill Maher. Um, Who's the main one now? Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I didn't interrupt you. Gilbert. Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert. Go- now, Gilbert. What about now? What about now? There's like um, Richard Pryor or Bill Cosby or the uh, black. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I am sh- sorry. Sh- I don't want to bring Weinstein's up- <laughs> a Jew. <laughs> don't bring up Bill Cosby. We'll be talking about rape again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, he was one of the guys that Weinstein, uh, you know. So, but did these guys, did these guys come down? Were they around? Did they stop in? Or they was that the law? Was that or at the, because that they, was- they talk about comedy in the village at the, can you please get off your phone during the, the I mean, for one second. <laughs> That's not funny. His wife? You don't want to trigger me on you? Listen, oh you don't trigger me on the, my wife stuff. I'm half Italian, half Irish Stop. from Boston. You don't step on the wife thing. Doesn't mean it's not funny. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually true. <laughs> What's... Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, this is what makes me sick. This is what makes me sick about Noam. It makes me sick to my stomach. He's one of the funniest guys I know. It makes me sick that his father passed down his sense of humor to Noam because if he's just I you, he's just a motherfucker, but he's one of the fastest, funniest assholes I know. Because he'll say something, you're like, you motherfucker. And then you think about it, you're like, that was a fucking real good one. God damn it, that son of a bitch. The club owner shouldn't be funny. That's my rule. But he is. That's, he is. So, um, so those guys yeah. came, the, the Cosbys, the Priors, yeah. the village, the village that those guys used to talk about, yes. like the Cafe Wa, okay. which was a different Wa yeah. than, than that Wa, right. uh, and the, uh, the, the, the Bitter End. Okay. Yeah, and the Bitter the, End. And, that, and the Village Gate. Right. That, was the, that was the 60s. Oh, right. Okay. That was the 60s, maybe into the early 70s. Well, the, right. walk, the walk closed 68, so it really was the 60s. Like the 60s. What made, what, made you want to, what made you want to start a club? What, what, what did you see down there that you're like, oh, we do, we do a comedy? Did you, were you not getting in at the improv and the other clubs? <laughs> no, seriously. Was this act- an alter, like alternative comedy? Yeah. Eugene Merman, Merman explains that alternative comedy wasn't a different style of comedy. It was just we were doing the same comedy. It's just we were doing it at alternative venues because these the comedy seller – and Caroline's wouldn't let us perform. So right. we had to find a place. Was that what the seller was? Like, let me find a place where I can get up whenever I want and do my thing? Uh, I would say there is an element of that. Although, right from the beginning, I said, this has to be a business. Oh, my ride's here. Uh, this <laughs> has... See, it never leaves you. Yeah. Um, it, it, Right from the beginning, I respected the fact that it needed to be a business. Yeah, because that it couldn't exist for my jollies. Right, um, and that and that that would have to be the number one thing. Right, uh, and as a matter of fact, that actually hurt me as a performer uh, in ways that I'll, I, I can get back to. Yeah. But to answer your question. Um, it was not the first comedy club that I started. The first comedy club that I started, because I, I, I go way back now, um, in Boston. I was living in Boston. No way. Yeah. And there was, and I was looking for a place to start in Boston because it was, and that was in the days where there were no places. Barkley and Downs had the the comedy connection yeah, in Boston. I know that, yeah. and that was it. Okay. And so I said, well, gee. Maybe there's room for another comedy club. And there was a place called the Springfield, Springfield Street Saloon uh, that was a, uh, a chuck wagon uh, western f- restaurant right. with wagon wheels and stage coaches. Um, and I they like had a, it. Right? And yeah. they had a back room, a party room. Uh-huh. And, uh, and that was my first one. And right. I, I put uh, Stephen Wright on wow. for the very first time any place. Wow. And the audience just stared at him. All right. But, you know, he was just starting. Yeah. And Mitch Kapor, who went on to develop Lotus 1, 2, 3 and wow. make a billion dollars. Wow. Which I take credit for because... Uh, Lotus the software? Yeah. Oh. Because I told Mitch... Uh, he listen, so whipped he up now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, him. Lotus the software? Software? <laughs> like if you... Ma- Lotus was a big deal. If you yeah, ma- it was a big deal. If you told me the guy who invented porn, I put the guy who invented porn, I'd be like, what? <laughs> that's right. And that's how it's... Gary Saunders? Well, no, but he made him a Jew, by the way, for you guys. Well, it is kind of porn because it's software. Oh, oh, oh! But seriously, um, did you? My point, and I have one. My point. Were you a sweat hog at any time in your life? 
<laughs> My wife insists that I was. Okay. <laughs> Ow. Oh. But yours said nothing about it. Ow. <laughs> what I tell I you know, about my wife? What I tell Irish, you about? I know. I know. I know. But, <laughs> but he, he got away with he, it. I thought maybe. Yeah. No, just, he knows my wife. I understand. And I, I'm not saying who doesn't. No. no, but that's not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> if it's a good one, I gotta let it go. He scored. That's my, hey, hey, hey! All right. They didn't get, yeah, but now I picture him grabbing my wife's head, finger popping my wife. And then, all right, so you and your baseball terminology. Good analogy for a lot of things. Right. Uh, a lot of misdeeds can be cleansed after the fact if it turns out right. Yeah, if Harvey just had a sense of humor. So go ahead, Stephen Wright. Stephen, really starting to get the beginning here, so we got we got to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah so, right. We're doing an hour, okay? Yeah. Mitch Caport. Oh, Mitch Caport. You didn't have any crowd back then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still where you're froming. I'm still <laughs> where you're froming. So, so uh, Mitch Caport, who invented uh, Lotus One Two Three, the software. Um, um, I take credit for the development of that because I said to him, Mitch, the comedy thing is not for you, and uh, <laughs> and he quit. He was hurt, but he went and he focused on where he should have focused. So I take credit. Anyway, uh, and so that became the Ding Ho. Oh my God! Yeah. Jeez, dude, you you have the the the, the Midas touch. I, I, I mean, you're the, the guy who created. I mean, the Ding Ho for all you dingbats out there who don't know is where the greatest comics from Boston came from. I mean, that's the spot. And now you're talking about that, which is, I mean, in the history of comedy, is fucking up there. And now the comedy seller, I mean, you're the guy. I'm the guy. You should be the guy that opens every... People should pay you (laughs) to go in and survey. Like, no, no comedy club here. Like, no, you could put a comedy club. Where do I feel it? Yeah, Yeah. you walk into a place, they have a brand new room, but you're like, no, we need to put the comedy club where the Dairy Queen is. That's where it's going to be a hot spot. (laughs) In the back. (laughs) That's exactly right. Wow, that's crazy. And then I had a radio show in Boston and things were going okay and and, and then the little club, but then we moved. I moved to New York, started a place uh, on the Upper West Side, uh, which I hear Jerry is going to buy. Um, it, it was uh, the, the Dallas Jones Swiss Chalet Barbecue yeah. on 72nd Street in the West Well, no, Side. It's, it's actually called the West Side Comedy no. Club. Isn't that He's it? He's talking about West Side in the Park. Oh. Like on 72nd. But I heard Jerry wasn't buying it. And the, oh, he's not no, going to yeah, buy it? Well, no. Of course, you know. Jr. because it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Oh. Please, yeah please, don't do this to today. please don't do this on my podcast. Please. Oh. Don't, don't get d- Yeah, don't give us inside information that you know because it's going to ruin the whole trip. What, what's he going to do there? Oh, God. Strip club? <laughs> Jerry's doing a strip club. Barbecue joint. How many yeah. pieces? He's, he's doing. No, he's doing a strip uh, club. Uh, anyway, um, so it's all. So I started. It's all over. Oh, so I did. It. I did. So I, I, my side hurts. I hope. You text Colin Quinn right now and ask him to text Jerry right now. No, he's not. Go ahead. So, we, uh, so there was a little room on the Upper West Side. Yes, um, and it was the back, the party room, and that's yeah. where we started with. We started with Bill Maher and Rita yeah. and Derry. Wow, Jonathan Solomon and uh, Gabe Abelson. Um, that's a word. That's a uh, a comic name you don't hear anymore. Gabe. Gabe used to be a lot. A few Gabes in comedy. Now it's Gabriel. Yeah. What happened to the the name Gabe? 
I want to bring Gabriel. it back. You should have uh, have another kid. Name it Gabe. I had a, I had a vasectomy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jeff he's Stilson. Full of, he's, you're really adding just sunshine to this podcast. Bring up Harvey Weinstein, you vasectomy, you're bumming out about a new comedy it's all, club. It's not uh, happening. Jeff Stilson? You remember Jeff Stilson? Oh, hello. Uh, he's, 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 oh, you're bumming no. about the thing? Of course I'm yes. bumming about it. What, what, have done? what have I done? Yes. Why? What did I do? Where did you hear that Jerry's doing that? I would that? rather he be here. For, I mean, you don't want it Where? to be a surprise if it's true. Where did, hear it for me on a podcast <laughs> in front of everybody. Where did you hear it? Well, you can cut that out. No, I'm I not cutting any of this out. Do you, do you think this is true? I don't know. I heard a rumor. Who did you so hear? it's a rumor. Jerry? When? When did you hear it? Jerry? Did Jerry call you? When I was ah. in New York. I think somebody, I'm, uh, somebody hey. said it to oh, me. It might have been from Natterman. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Was it Natterman? Say, just say it was Natterman. It was Natterman. Okay, yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, there you go. Yeah, anything out of Natterman's mouth, he's okay with. He knows it's a lie. Uh, no. It's all right. Don't worry about it. I was having lunch with Jerry. He told me. Um, the, re- the reason I think he might not do it is, not, is because he's such good friends with um, Chris Mazzilli at Gotham. They're like pals. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he would want to become a competitor to his friend. Yeah. He doesn't need the money. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, he has, maybe he has a different concept of something that he thinks is... Oh, wow, there you go. And there goes this podcast. Natterman. So anyways, it was relax. Natterman. It was Natterman. Natterman. So anyways, back to you. So then... Uh, <laughs> did you give Jerry the blessing? <laughs> I didn't talk to him about it. And then... See? So, uh, but it, it was it was kind of working, yeah, kind yeah. of not. But we had a couple of good reviews, like right. the New York Post and a yeah. couple of places gave us good reviews. Right. So I t- so then I said it's not it's not yeah. it's it's not happening. Right. So I said, where else can I go? Yeah. And I called Dom Irera. Yeah. You know Dom. I love Dom. So I called Dom. Bada bing. Bada boom. And uh, I said to Dom, I said, where else should I go? He said, why don't you go to the village? There's a ton of people down yeah. there. So I went down to the village, and I looked for places that had an upstairs, a downstairs, a yeah. back, a something. something. Yeah. And then I walked past the comedy cellar like three times because in those days, yeah. it was not the welcoming yeah. kind of place. It was a staircase. And yeah. who the hell knows what's going on down well, there? Well, it's still a little. You know, I give people I give people credit to walk down those <laughs> stairs. All these just chubby, <laughs> chubby foreigners making their way down that like, <laughs> to, like this steep, angle, you know, steep angled staircase. In those days, actually, the sign was a little bit lower. Was it? Always bang their heads. I remember that. <laughs> when did you upgrade? <laughs> um, we did it. My, when my father's still alive. He, yeah, he raised right. the sign. But I remember it, was, that. it was a price there because the the big the open picture windows in the olive tree yeah. open out. They were much bigger. And we had to make them smaller in order to accommodate the signs. Really? Wow. See, there's a lot goes goes into this. Yeah. People think, oh, you just book comics. Well, there's a lot that me, goes into it. Let me just fast forward a little bit. You go, yeah. you, so for, right, you go in and you meet Manny. And, yes. you, and you have to persuade him? Or is, is it easy? I, uh, I walked in. I had the reviews with me. That's great. And I said... Um, what are you doing with the room downstairs? Right. And he said, it's a Brazilian, Brazilian piano bar. What the fuck is that? Yeah, Billy Blanco, right? Yeah, Bill, Billy Blanco and, and Anna was the other girl. I forget her last name. She was was there a little little rug rat running around going, me, 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 me? <laughs> no. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> come on. I made Liz laugh. I don't care. That's my, that's my audience. <laughs> Your role, Lauren, will laugh at anything you say. Whoa! 
she's your she's she's your Liz uh, uh, Road Liz. So she can. So you met my father. Yes. This is the the problem with having somebody like Noam on the podcast. He loses (laughs) as soon as it's not about rape or politics. He loses. Go ahead. So uh, all right, go ahead. Well, act a little interested. I want to say that because I know that, that my father took to Bill immediately because they both came from kind of the same Yiddish culture. Uh, that, so, so my yeah. we're like kindred spirits in that. Yes. So, it, so it's true that a lot of things, um, a lot of success that Jews have is because uh, it's like a, you know. Yeah, they keep it in the family. Yeah, keep it in the family. They keep it in the family. Yeah, they keep it in the family. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you brought. I thought you brought your lawyer. <laughs> no, it, it, it really, it really, it really was that. He, he really liked that. He, couldn't get, he, he actually couldn't get that for me. Really. So, so, so you, yeah. All, uh, so, uh, so yes. Yeah, so I said to him, I said, "What are you doing?" And he said, "Brazilian piano bar." And I repressed the that that yeah. that Boo. reaction. That like really, yeah. I repressed that. Right. I said, yeah. "Okay, well, what time does it start?" Could what you imagine if he just was like, "No, Brazilian piano. It's gonna work. It's gonna work." It actually, was working. Uh, yeah, it worked. Well, it was it was working. And I said, "Well, what time do you get busy?" He says, "Like ten o'clock." I said, "Okay." And I showed him the reviews. Yeah. You know? I said, I want to do a comedy room. Yeah. And we'll start at 8 o'clock. And we'll be out by the time the Brazilian piano bar starts. Yeah. And if any of your people come early, yeah. they can stay. They can yeah. come early. There's yeah. something going on. The room's live. Yeah. Right? And if any of our people want to stay, they, yeah. they can stay. Yeah. And then I will do a cover. We'll do a minimum. And then et cetera, et cetera. And then he said, well, I, basically he said, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but it sounds like I can't lose. Wow. And I said, yeah, you can't lose. Are, are we going to win a lot? I don't know. Are we going right. to win a little? I don't know. But we can't lose because there's no way to lose. And so that's how the whole thing started. Now, let me ask you this. Now, now how old were you when this happened? How old? I was like uh, 20. Now, did you go down and see the comedy and go, what the fuck is this? 19. Were you like, what are they doing down here, Dad? I mean, you you saw the Brazilian piano bar. Did you that's go down awesome. one? I still <laughs> don't really want to talk to you. His daughter came in not so long ago. Nobody likes... Brazil. Nobody. All right, listen. I could put a donkey ride in front of the cellar and be hit for a, a month. a lot of Brazilian girls dancing around. I'm in. I'm it sorry. Was, it was I'm awesome. in. Let's do it. Hey, can we do, do Let's bring it back. <laughs> let's bring it back at the Pussycat. One more show. <laughs> One more show. Let's do it every Wednesday. It's a big market for Brazilian music. All right, move on. Were you excited about the... <laughs> no, I wasn't excited about it. Really? No, but I was, I was in college. I wasn't really... You, you didn't do comedy, so on. they had these guys down there doing comedy. Now, did, did you did you know it? No one was famous at that. The people that you were bringing down weren't famous no, at no, the time, not, not at all. All I wanted to do was be like the fourth room in Manhattan. There was the strip, there right. was catch, there was the, the improv. improv. I just wanted to be the fourth room. I just wow. wanted to eke out, you know, some kind of business, yeah. some kind of living. Didn't expect this, but did but did this ever? Did it ever? come to fruition while you were there yeah oh we started selling out shows on saturday and then now what was multiple the- shows and friday and that but, so but yes nothing like what noam and liz and sd have yeah. done yeah. since yeah. since i left yeah let's just say noam because we'll, we'll, we'll all have to hear about it one there was one bone of contention between him and my father and <laughs> And I don't know that Bill was wrong, but history proved him wrong, but he might not have been wrong at the time that he was saying this. Uh, Things may have changed. Yeah. That'd be fair to Bill. But Bill always regarded the weeknights as a lost cause. Bill very much 
felt that the weekends were were the show. Yeah. And during the week, it was whatever whatever you could do. Yeah. And my father said, "No, I want I want." So we, we there was always like friction about getting the best names to come down during the week. Right. Remember, you remember this, right? No, I don't remember yeah. any of this. Yeah. No. no. So, so uh, and and it, and it used to it used to bug my father. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Teams. Now there are more ways to be a team with Microsoft Teams. Bring everyone together in a new virtual room. Collaborate live, building ideas on the same page. And see more of your team on screen at once. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. But it was many, many years before the weeknights actually started kicking in. So I don't know that it was possible at the time that that Paul was there. I think, well, it's funny because you... I mean, to do comics instinctually, you work weekends. Yeah. So it's in your brain, you work weekends. You do spots during the week at crappy places just to work stuff up, or you go on the road and you work, you work weekends. So it makes sense what you're saying from a comics point of view, but there is these uncanny, his father did have these things that he would p- implement. He'd be like, what the fuck is that? And it worked. His father was a, a a natural showman and a natural yeah. impresario. Yeah. And even though comedy was a new genre right. for him, right. the basic physics of show business uh, cross all genres. And That's he right. had a long history of being a showman in in that neighborhood, in 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 that yeah. milieu. And he. Yeah, no, he, you just used well. like nine Absolutely. big words. What? Nine big words. I just used nine. I big mean, words? Nine. nine. One of them wasn't even English. <laughs> yeah. Genre. What oh, was the last one? Genre. That's genre and milieu. Milieu. <laughs> oh, two <laughs> French words. <laughs> wow. Maybe Weinstein wants to fuck me. <laughs> not Weinstein. <laughs> oh. <well. laughs> you know the French thing makes people crazy. <laughs> In need of a great talent for your business, but short on time, you don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find the perfect hire. You just need the right tools, smarter tools. What if hiring could be easier, more streamlined, and less time consuming? So even when you're busy, you can still be smart about the way you hire. If you're hiring, you know that quality hires can keep your business moving forward, but you also know it takes a lot of time to find the right candidate for the job. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Look, when I hire people for this podcast, it's mind-numbing, because if they mess up, my show gets messed up. If they fall behind, my show falls behind. So finding the right person to work for you can suck. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading boards with just one click. So you can rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. 
That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidate finding you. It finds them. I thought this was cool. You can even get ahead of your interviewing process by adding screening questions to your job post to help identify the most qualified candidates. So you don't have to waste time sorting through a stack of resumes to find the perfect fit. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. An easy-to-use ZipRecruiter dashboard lets you manage your hiring process from start to finish all in one. ZipRecruiter, the smarter way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash WhatDude. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash WhatDude. One more time, check it out for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash WhatDude. So, <laughs> so, so, so here you are. You open this up. What makes you go bye bye? What makes you let this yeah, up? Why did you leave did us you make? Though? You made money. He was up and left. <laughs> oh, really that's the story. Left. He really up and left. Nah, here's 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 the story. Did you get a gig? No, no. I it, it was the first time going well, wait, to Los Angeles. Can I, can I, I, I don't know if Bill's still bitter about this, but there was at one time Bill did want to become a partner. Yes, and we can talk about this. Right? It doesn't matter now. Well, it doesn't matter now. I'll be dead in 22 years. Uh, Who cares? <laughs> 22? Okay. I have, I again, Jews are. We're very actuarial. <laughs> I have term life insurance, <laughs> and I wanted to save a couple hundred dollars. I'm only good till January of, of 2041. Um, and, and, and my father didn't – it wasn't it – was my, my father just did not believe in partners because he had had a very, very bad experience. Very bad experience. Yes. And so they couldn't come to – terms on, on that. And I think at that point, maybe Bill then began to look for other options. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah. I, I had to, I, I felt like where I was, I felt like I was at a crossroads. Uh-huh. Um, I had done some interesting things. Um, Hang on one second. Just pause, shut the phone off. Is that Dawn? Just I shut can't. the phone off. You want me to text her while you're yeah, doing this? I'll tell her we're, we're doing podcast. No, just, just shut the, f- take it out. Just take it out. Unscrew the back, and then uh, now just slide it up, and and then I'm holding this position for no reason at all. Yeah, just hold that position. You don't have to hold that position. It's not the old days. (laughs) It's not film. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very disciplined performer. I can hold this position as long as you need. I'm sorry, Liz. Thank you very much. Okay. Did you hit record? Okay, great. We're back. Okay, okay, good. Because you were at a crossroads. You had a crossroads. So I was crossroads. And, um, yes. Uh, I, I, was, I had been doing some interesting things in addition to the Comedy Cellar. Yes. I had a radio show on WNBC in New York yeah. where I was on Saturday and Sunday afternoons. The Wild Bill Grunfest show. The Wild Bill Grunfest show, which some people still actually remember. That, like, even in L.A., people say, are you the guy? With his wife. With Oh, let's. No. So, uh, <laughs> oh, she was the so, so, oh, she was the brains in that album. <laughs> no, no, she was the best. But he's the best. You know, he's the worst, but he's the best. I'm just glad it's on you, not uh, me. I, I'm half Irish and half Italian, no. so. <laughs> 
Don't fuck with his wife. Wait, that came out wrong. It's something like that, I'm pretty sure. And if I was tougher, I would know. <laughs> so so you and your wife had a radio show? No, would you leave it? Uh, was. So it was Saturday and Sunday afternoons from 2 to 7. <laughs> and then also I would sit in. I would fill in when uh, Don Imus was gone or Super wow. Sales was gone oh, wow. or Joey Reynolds was wow. gone. Wow. And I would do all of that. Right. So it was a great gig. Right? Yeah. And then I was doing... Uh, now, you're running the seller. Are you picking the... Ge- yes. Are you making... Yes. So they had to go through you. Everything. You were yes. the gatekeeper. Yes, I was the so gatekeeper. you had a lot of power. You were wielding yes. a lot of power. Now, yes. did you... Did you wield it in the right way? Yes. yes or did, did you ever that, take advantage of it? Like a Lucian. Like a... Like Weinstein? Like a lo- <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kelly, come in here. <laughs> no, just massage me. Yeah. You want spots on Saturday? <laughs> no, it would be to Kelly Rogers that I would be saying that. And put down the guitar and, uh, you know. Nobody knows who uh, that is. Yeah. Mind bombed. You should have just let it die. <laughs> didn't you and Rita Rudner have a... No. You fucked Rita Rudner? No. Oh, sorry. It's an exclusive. <laughs> Although, let me say that Rita is just... Has great boobs. Gra- just most graceful, you know, person. Yeah. Most, most graceful f- female comedian that's yes. ever been on a stage. And the most disciplined writer. She even those... That, she has a dancer's mentality. She was a dancer. You yeah. Know, a Broadway show level dancer. She I was, was too. Go ahead. Okay. And she would have the composition notebooks and she... She'd always be writing jokes. She took that same dancer's discipline yeah. to joke writing. Yeah. And uh, and she had that same point of view right. always. Right. The one that she has now, she had back then. Okay. So but did you or didn't you? No. Did you make out with her? No. Nothing at all. You shared an apartment with her, didn't you? No. I, took, I, t- I, I, I sublet her apartment uh-huh. from her and didn't change any of the decor. And so, you know, when women came over, they thought I was half a fruit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> half a fruit. You know? <laughs> you're the all fruity. Hey, There's no half a fruit. It's a, it's a, it's a fruit bowl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have evening gowns hanging in the closet. You're not half a fruit. I'm the whole produce section. <laughs> Let me ask you. So, 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 you, so you had all this power. You yeah. were running this. You had all this yeah. stuff going on in New York City. No, I'll tell you. We did the exact opposite. And Manny was on the same page with me right from the beginning. Yes. We did the exact opposite. The reason what, to me... The DNA of the club yes. boils down to how we uh, treated, respected, uh, liked the comedians. Yes. I mean, it boils down to that. It goes down. Let me tell you, from a comedian who works there now and has, I think, almost 20 years, might be, it's, it, it comes down from the top. Yes. Okay, so when the door guy treats me with respect, when the waitress treats me with respect, even if they don't fucking want to, they do. It's because the the owners and the managers, everybody's like, look, you fucking treat these guys good. Not, Not that we can, you know get out of line or be assholes but you go to some clubs they don't give a fuck when you're on stage the the manager doesn't give a shit about you they just don't fucking care and if you care about the comedians the comedians care about the club they're loyal to the club the greatest comedians want to work there then you have the greatest shows ever and it's this culmination of that so that's interesting that you say that it was right from the very beginning yeah and like when i would say to guys hey come down i know it's a schlep to come down from the improv, you know. So we're going to pay you, we're going to pay you a little bit more than the other clubs. Which they do too. That's right. Right. And so it started right then. Yeah. Going to pay you a little more than the other clubs. Still not going to pay you what you're actually worth. Yeah. But going to pay you more. Yeah. So you know, you you gave, you know, what was it? 
10 cents a show. <laughs> ten, <laughs> 10 cents a dance. <laughs> and also, we said, um, as opposed to like some of the uptown clubs yeah. where you, can, you get a one-drink ticket yeah. and you can order anything from this 16th part of, of the, the menu, menu yeah. we said, come down, eat, drink. Oh. This is yeah. your place. Having a gig at the cellar when I first moved to New York was dinner. I mean, getting in at the cellar to go down and have chicken kebab with rice and Israeli salad and a drink and a co- and it was like free. It was like, oh my god! It was. Are they planning a restaurant at Seinfeld's Club? You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just, on my mind. Natterman just called. Natterman just called. He said he was wrong, <laughs> and he was wrong to tell me and spread such rumor. So, so, so here you go. So I so, said, but yes. now, did you know Noam back then? Yeah. I I knew him. Because okay, but here's my. Did you signs. like him? <laughs> yes. You want to know something? Yeah. I don't know that I ever said this to you. Oh. There were there were. <clears throat> he didn't say it yet. Let him say it. He, it might not be good. <laughs> no, but I, there there were times where you know fathers and sons have yeah. their you know their Fights. moments, yeah. friction, whatever yeah, friction. friction. Yeah, and and he would say something. Manny would say something to me, yeah. whatever, and I would say, "Hey, you know, relax." Yeah, it's your son, and by the way, he's your son. Yeah, so you know you got to give him some. Some slack, some understanding, yes. because he's got a little bit of you in him. So yes. you know, where's that going to go? Yeah. So let's just all relax, and you know. Yes. So Thank you, Bill. You're, you're welcome. Um, I mean, I don't know what you're thanking him for. He just he, he, he took he was he, he tried to tell my father to ease up on me a little bit. Oh, all right. We, you know, there's an old <laughs> rabbinical story. So he, so he says. <laughs> if your father was alive, you probably have a No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. There's a rabbinical story about an old rabbi in the 1800s, who, yeah. and he was in the marketplace, and his... I can't believe him. This is the first rabbinical story on, on any YK ever. 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 Yeah. Go look up rabbinical. <laughs> <laughs> Just pause right now and say, Siri, what does rabbinical mean? It's but next. you have to say it like this. Rabbinical. <laughs> It's next to genre and milieu. Um, and so uh, he, he was in the marketplace, and his uh, student said, uh, Rabbi, is there anybody here in the marketplace who's guaranteed a place in heaven? Yes. And the rabbi looks around, and he says, no. <laughs> and then two people walk in. Two guys walk in, and they dress weird, and they don't have uh, fringes on their clothes. Yeah. And he says, those two. And so the students run over and go, what do you do? What do you do? And they say, we're comedians. We're comedians, and we make, if people are sad, we make them laugh. Yeah. And it, when there are quarrels, we try to bring peace. Yeah. And so even the rabbis taught that comedians yes. are guaranteed a place in heaven. Is this right. True? Is this true? This is true. This is true. Oh, thank God. I've done so much bad shit. <laughs> With all this Weinstein <laughs> stuff coming up, I'm like, I'm going to hell. <laughs> never heard that. Yeah, it, it, it is As a matter of fact, my rabbi uh, made this part of his sermon in on, on Yom Kippur, which wow. we just had. Let's get off your phone, would you? Get off the phone for 10 seconds. Don't leave. Don't leave. 13.10. So, and then in 1982. Yes. And then in fourth grade. <laughs> I, so, but yes. here. What are you knocking with? Your eyebrows? Ah. <laughs> Ow! Come on here. Oh, God. This is. Uh, Mark Cohen just showed up. Uh, sit down. Sit on over here. Sit right here. Sit right there. 
<laughs> Liz, gra- let him have that. No, sit over here. No, 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 sit right here. Okay, sure. Yeah. Sit here, Morgan. Hi, buddy. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, my God. This is, this is, I feel like I'm in a bar mitzvah right now. Are we at Jewish camp? It's almost a minion. We're at Camp Owlcrest right now. It's telling a rabbinical story. Oh, really? Yeah, move, move, move down Jewish. here. Move over here. Move down here. you got to get in the camera. Let me check. Harvey, <laughs> Harvey, take another look. You said a mouthful. <laughs> Jeez. They got at a Jewish foster father for three years. I'd be uncomfortable right now. What's that? <laughs> Oh yeah, we're not. Uh, uh, no, we are. We're videotaping yeah, right, right there. there. Oh, we are. Oh, Wait, I'm not in the shot. Wait a second. No, no, you're in the oh, shot. In the shot. <laughs> All right, now you're like my foster father. Oh, <laughs> back wow. up a little bit. That's too much. Oh, now I'm uncomfortable. Oh, I make a good living. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man! I knew if I knew once Mark came in, the speed on this podcast. Who is gonna... this Jesus you speak of? <laughs> All right, listen. So we're all the way up to, I, I the, the, we all the way up to where yes, uh, um, fourth grade, where he started. No, no, he, the, the comedy seller, and he's yes. he had all the things going on, and him and Manny, he wanted a piece, so be a partner. Manny was basically like, no, he you know he saved you know Noam and Manny's relationship numerous times. Uh, you no, know, uh, no, no, I'm not. Cra- I'm just said that that in the in the balance of things uh, that goes back to the rabbinical story yeah. that people who while I know we're all a bunch of comedy whores but in terms of yes. actually believing in what one does yes. I feel like if I could cure cancer I'd be out someplace in a lab curing cancer I can't cure someone cancer like, someone I think the rabbis hadn't heard Robert's act <laughs> yeah I don't think the- I haven't heard the dick jokes and the blowing of my yeah. asshole yeah. well listen I blew it Latin writing hang on <laughs> that's a great joke that's a great joke and I did it because I love my son. Don't take that out of context. See the joke before you write that blog, a blog on that one. I'm not sure what context that would work in, but go ahead. Well, he had, he had baby rash. All right, so you start the conversation. Now, Now this thing. Now, Mark, you were there when he was there, or did you come after? Oh, no, no, he was there. I was there pretty close, but you had already been going for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's asking if you came to the oh. Comedy Cellar after I'd left. Yes, as a matter of fact, but I... The no. No, no, no. You came to the Comedy Cellar while I was still there. Correct, right. Yes. But you weren't there the first night I was there. Esty. Esty was there. Esty called another club, I'd say. Yes. And they sent me down. Yes. And it worked out good for like two weeks. And then then Rick got And then I got in trouble with Rick Crumb. Why? Why? What'd you do? I know. (laughs) What'd you do? I didn't really do anything. I did a, I did a pair. Remember Queen of the Road? I used to do Queen of the Road. Wasn't that Rick? (laughs) (laughs) That's Queen of the Load. (laughs) Uh, See, I made it funny. I didn't go to the gutter. He went right to the gutter. gutter. Who's going to hell now? Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, But so he thought I, he didn't know where it was coming from. He thought I was against the uh, the homosexuals, as they speak. Oh, sorry. Uh, Uh, And so I was actually kicked out of the cellar for a little while. Really? Yeah. But then you and Rick became fast friends. We're very good friends. Now, yeah, I mean, it was a misunderstanding. Can you say hissy fit? Rick, 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 like, my father never... You can say hissy fit. You can't say sissy fit. (laughs) (laughs) My my father always defended you. And so did his girlfriend, Claudia. Claudia was a big uh, Mark Cohen fan. Your father had a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. This is before Ava. Did you turn the mic off? Did Liz turn it off with her thumb? Okay, go ahead. Um, so, but was, was that, but I don't, I don't, we were actually banned? 
I was I, yeah. They Esty said don't come by anymore. Oh my god! For like a couple of weeks. I don't know gay how jokes, it ended. Gay but uh, you sure that was because of some that or do, she didn't see your set? <laughs> she said uh, Shaka Bavakasha for the fiftieth time this week. No <laughs> good. I don't know what that means. Oh, really? Google that too. <laughs> Shaka Bavakasha. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Jews. <laughs> it wasn't. So, it's, it so sounds worse than it was, but it, that really. What so now, so was the seller? Can you get off your phone? You're like a thirteen year old girl. It was. It's somebody. Texting me about, about a comedian, right? And all I could read so far was it was consensual. Oh. I swear to God, but okay, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Right? No, 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 wait, no, no, wait, wait, let me. Well, let me. <laughs> 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 there, there, I, I can't talk about it. I can't. Okay, about it. of course you can. That's what Harvey Weinstein used to say. Let me finish. <laughs> but that was, that's what. Made, so I asked somebody who used to work there. Like, do you remember when you was at? Was that okay? That hard wise your mind, and she said, "No, it was consensual." Well, you did, and it wasn't me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what some comedian and some girl did, and really? she said it was consensual. Yeah, I was wow. just checking. It's years ago. Okay, so listen. Do so, I know the girl? Yeah. Do I know the girl? Yes. Do I know the comedian? Yes. Really? It rhymes, really? It rhymes with, You're going to do that to us? It rhymes with Bowie DK. <laughs> <laughs> Bowie DK. Bowie DK. As long as it doesn't rhyme with Bowie. <gasps> <gasps> Keith Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, as long as it doesn't rhyme with Blondell Herodin. <laughs> You've out-referenced the couch. <laughs> and this couch knows how to reference. Sure. We, we know it's not Tick Chrome. Oh, oh. sorry. <laughs> I just said his name. <laughs> Listen. So, so now the comedy cell is popping right now, right? Yeah. It's killing. No, you it, come in. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. It was oh, doing all right. So it wasn't killing. It was doing well, right. when I when I you were doing good when I was le- when I left yes we were doing three. did you leave on good terms absolutely okay yeah, Manny's Manny's pumping when 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 I started there yeah. it was jamming till yeah we we had we were doing three shows on Saturday yeah. we doing that's how you jump three <laughs> shows like two shows on Friday two <laughs> two, two shows on Friday two shows on Friday three shows uh-huh. on Saturday yes two shows on Friday yes and then one long show every other night of the week like a continuous show yeah no yeah that's what they used to have when I when I started at the cellar I remember she would call you up to host and you just you'd want to cry <laughs> because it was from nine till two to two <laughs> unless. Godfrey was on the last spot. Then it was nine to three, because he would he would ignore the light, and then I lo- twenty minutes over the light, and you'd flick it on off. He goes, "Oh, did you give me the light?" I used to I started lighting his money on fire. I would hold his money in the in the thing, and I'd light it on fire. But you want to know something about those long hours? Yes. <clears throat> Some people turned yes. that to their advantage. It was school. It was school. school. Ten thousand hours. Yeah, that's right. It was more yeah. than that. Actually, cool. it was pretty good to MC. And uh, John Stewart, as a matter of fact, yeah. look that up too. Um, Stewart. John Stewart. Is he Jewish too? Uh, he um, he is. And he he actually he told us to do the L.A. Times. They did an uh, interview with yeah. him, and yeah. among the things that he told about, talked about was how I would give him midnight to two uh. to host. Yeah, and. He said that's when he really learned the most. That's when he came up with Yidlock. <laughs> Google that. <laughs> Do you have a Torah? But the funny thing was, in, in New York... No, no I, can I say something to that? Yes. I agree with that, because I used to have to do 9 to 2, and it was just a... a, a, a 
when you first got it, you're like, oh my god. But halfway through a two year stint of hosting, you, I was like, oh, my, I'm going to kill myself. And then Tom Pop actually told me that it's the best because you're learning how to go up fresh, cold crowd, get them, let them go, and then have somebody murder. Go back up, get them again, mm-hmm. let them go. Go go with somebody. Now somebody bombs. You got to get them, yeah. let them go. And you had to learn how to to let a crowd go when you got them and get them back. And give up your ego to the show. Give up your ego to the show. I learned that part. But <laughs> I, well, what it taught me. It taught me. If you were going to learn that, that would have been I did learn that. Because by... <laughs> By, <laughs> it's not debatable. It says the man with the biggest ego in the room. Okay, I didn't oh. say it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the weird thing is, when you move from when you go from New York yes. to L.A., yes. I was like, I'm like, "Hey, let me MC," and they're like, "Okay." And then I get a call from some of the managers like, "Don't MC at the clubs in L.A. because yeah. you'll be the MC. Yeah. The MC is like the worst guy on the show." I'm like, yeah. "That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Should be the best guy or one of the you know." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but you know what I mean. It should be somebody that can. Do what you said. That's right. Get them get back. Them, yeah. if, if but somebody... people always hate hosting, but it's like middle, like even on the road. I always say the middler is the worst spot because it's the best spot. You do 20 oh. minutes. It doesn't matter. You can you'll kill at your best 20. Nobody get no weight of the shows on you. You're not selling tickets. You're not opening up the room. You don't have to go. The host is the hardest. But you learn the most because you have to learn how to control that massive crowd and get them. And as soon as you get them, let them go to the next guy. I love I love the and, middle, though, that's on the road and is just spend the whole week trying to bury you. The yeah. headliner. It's yeah. like, you know, I'm going to get so I can headline. Yeah. Like, I like that, too. Never happens. <laughs> yeah. No, they, yeah. They look horrible. You yeah. Um, the road. We do the road. I understand. No, I know. That's the place outside of New York City. Yeah, outside, yes. Got it. Got it. That's Did no one sleep? What are you doing, Noam? <laughs> I, I have shit going on. What do you have going on, Noam? Somebody else is getting raped. I mean, raped. you're on the... Someone else is... He says, help. Well, <laughs> I'm at the door. No. Help. <laughs> Noam has... Look at Noam has a lot of stuff going on. He it's, wouldn't let me check my phone the whole time. That's why you're stuck out there. I've been there since nine this morning. <laughs> what time? Just knock on the door. <laughs> And I heard you guys are having a good time. <laughs> having a, you yeah, must have heard us laughing. I heard the Not fake laughter. Like a, <laughs> that was from him. Like <laughs> Listen. <laughs> well, I mean, now you. I just want to. We're going to wrap this up now. I, I can talk. Well, <laughs> we're having such a good time because Gnome is li- deteriorating. I know Gnome. You he don't can need only, me. You don't need me. You guys. No, I, no. Because I need you because we're getting into your era. We're going to be getting into your era. I'll because be interested in that. Get to it. I'm trying to. 1940s? These fucking mule and quims want to just yap. I hosted. It was two to nine. And then I came in. And I took the thing over. And then no, I'm kidding. I want to say this. Yeah, when please. Bill left. Bill left. We didn't know. And it was like, is there life after Bill Grunfest? Like, what are we going to do? Like, like there was a – most people probably thought we were done. Right. Just, just for the record. Yes. That's how, that's but how instead, the business blew. It, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it, you, it was holding you back for the 20 yeah. years. You were a weight on Manny's chest. <laughs> it was a big silver lining. The 90s. But, but, but at the time. Rick became funny. <laughs> at the time. At the time. Ah! Bill, Bill was you know. so, Bill had the illusion of such 
Well, I don't call it an illusion. But Bill had the... Whatever. Like, we thought he was really important. You said illusion. You said illusion. I didn't know Rick was gay. What? Listen to me. I swear to God, I didn't know he was gay for the first... He wasn't first... gay when I was fucking him. For the first two years. The first, the first three years I was working in the cellar. And then Pete Corley comes off stage. One night he goes, Jesus, guy's gay. And I go, I go, I go, Rick? He's not... He's gay? He goes... Dude, and he points in. Rick's going. You can sacrifice your sacro. Standing in the back row, and I was like, "Oh my god, I never knew it." You know, Gator. It goes off when he's alone. <laughs> beep beep beep. I'm oh, sorry. That's just my Gator. I, I only meant that to say that Bill was really the man. Like, yeah. It was really. Like, there was everybody. Had yeah. To figure out how we're going to recover from Bill. Right. It was Zucker before Rick, though, right? Yes. Before Rick. Charles Zucker was there for a, like a Who year. Was great. He was great. Was. So, he was great. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but where did you go? I you went, went to, to LA. I went to LA. And you and you and you. What happened? You became a uh, a the, writer on a show, correct? To, yeah. Yeah. What happened was this. Uh, before I left, I had done a couple. Don't of rush specials. him, Robert. <laughs> Liz, I'm only there in his own time. I've been Bill. talking for ninety minutes. You were still the rabbinical story. Go ahead. <laughs> so I was. I, I like his done, words. I had done a couple. Of <laughs> <laughs> I and then in fifth grade. And then uh, I had done a couple of. One time you were in one of my specials. Yes, yes. The I, chicken. The chicken that ate Christmas. I I did a couple of specials for VH1. Yes. VH1 uh, wanted to do, because I had the radio show on NBC. Yes. Right? I had the comedy seller. Yes. Right? And VH1 started becoming interested. Oh, right. let's do a comedy special. You yeah. know, let's do a, 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 a part of you. Right. Well, so yeah. I never told you. So um, how else are you going to find out? So uh, Why do you turn into a rabbi? <laughs> what are you going to know? <laughs> never going to do it. <laughs> I'll tell you right now if you shut your face. <laughs> Phil actually has to become less Jewish to impersonate a rabbi. <laughs> Tone it down. So they wanted me to do a comedy yeah, special, right? Yeah, exactly. I said, great idea, great idea. But here's the problem was I knew something they didn't know, which is I had no act. And, <laughs> How do you not have an act? You open up the it cellar. Withstand, I did not feel that my act yes. would withstand the scrutiny of a stand-up special. Because you were, you were a host. I was the a, essence of a host, too, yes, but in a good I, way. I was an entertainer. I didn't have, you know, and I, I never had become, I, I never became as good as I wanted to be. Right. So, as, a, as, a, as a comic. Yeah. Um, as, a, you know. Still, but my, <laughs> but my point is this. Uh, and so we did the first special. I said, how about this? Yeah. For the same amount of money that you're going to spend on the stand-up, right? Yeah. I'll write a whole uh, script, yeah. and it'll be a thing, and it'll be like a romantic comedy. And, I, and yeah. I wrote this thing. And Jessica Tuck, who was a soap opera star at the uh -huh. time, she was like, it was like a Harry Met Sally thing. Uh -huh. And we used the music videos okay. in the course of telling the story. And it went great. It, yeah. and, and it went you were like writing it as one. it was going, right? Do I uh, remember that? Correctly, I might be wrong. Well, you know, you have to adjust yeah, as but, you go. But so that went really well, and they gave me a second one that Mark was in. It was called "The Chicken That Ate Christmas," oh, okay. and it was a uh, <laughs> yeah. And he played. It was about a, a guy, a real asshole, like a real. I played the asshole. Okay. Um, typecasting, yeah. and. Um, He's about a guy who worked for a, a, a chemical waste company. Have you been dying to tell this story for a long time? I, I told it last night. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't get them. We haven't got them yet. <laughs> Go ahead. I have to be less Jewish to be a rabbi. <laughs> That's going to be in his act. He's like, I wrote a new joke. <laughs> I, I, I stole from someplace completely novel. Um, so, uh, yeah. so uh, uh, I played a guy yeah. who, uh, we, chemical waste company, we didn't make the chemicals, we just made the waste. Okay. And uh, These things work on batteries. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we need to so we need I. to speed this shit up, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, what show did you write on? So then, not the first one, that's the what, good one. That's what turned me on to the idea of maybe writing right. is going to be the thing, right? Because I, I was at that point, I was yeah. thirty-four. Yeah, wow. And I looked in the mirror and I said, you know something? I've had this shot. I've yeah. had this shot. Yeah. I've had this shot. If I was going to become a star, yeah. it would be happening. Yeah, it's not happening. Right. But the writing was cutting through and people started hang on one second yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay go ahead I went to la with my scripts under my arms and i just schmoozed people and i would say meet people every place i'd say uh and they would say what do you do i'd say well, i'm a writer right and they would say oh, i'd love to read your stuff sometime oh, cool and instead of it, everybody says yeah. oh, i'd love to read your stuff yeah. sometime but i would hand them my stuff oh my god i'd hand them an envelope with three scripts in it wow and that's what they would say they would wow. say wow yeah i was I kidding guess. exactly <laughs> and and but about you had homework for people yes, yes. but about 25 percent of the people that i gave scripts to actually would call me and say, hey, I enjoyed it or whatever. Really? Thanks, whatever. That's a good person. And then one, that is a good person. Yeah. And then one of them called to say, uh, I, we want to option this thing. It's hey, called, my name's Loretta. I met you on a bus. You gave me this script. It's on his punchline. <laughs> oh, sorry. One option this thing is called? It's called Whoops, I'm the President. Oh, never mind. Oh, oh, you stepped on my punchline, you oh, fucking I asshole. Heard of. I was doing a black. What were you going to say? I did a black lady on a bus. was one of the ladies that he, I had a character sorry. with a backstory. I did a black lady on a bus. <laughs> Loretta, I'm Loretta. You gave me the script on the bus. I think it was good. You know what I mean? You stepped on my punchline. When did Barry Diamond show up? I really thought I I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. I thought, like, no, it's a fucking, we're at another fucking script. Another tunnel. Get to the good one, would you? It's a Oh, my God. Can you not make us read? This is like reading the story. This is like, so. Uncle Milty. No, but so I so it was called Whoops on the President. It was about a, a comedian okay. who, uh, for a publicity stunt, yeah. runs for president and no, accidentally wins. Bill, nobody's yes. going to buy it now. All right, no, they're making it now. They have the, Are they, they making it? No, they have this thing. The mayor. There's oh. a, about an entertainer who runs for mayor and okay. wins. It's a, it's a black guy. You wouldn't be interested. <laughs> I love black people. Oh. Why would you say that? <laughs> yeah, I don't have them go glassed at my comedy show, but or uh, first because <laughs> they're late. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Come on, we can make fun of the Jews, not the blacks. <laughs> George is black, right, George? Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> so, so listen. Absolutely. So we do a table Same read. Again. I get it. Yes. We do a table read. Here's who the table read is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're going to you're going to Cavell. Okay. Cavell. Okay. Uh, uh, you think we're almost? Bill Maher. Wow. Bill Maher yeah. played the 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 guy. Yep. The comedian. Okay. Larry Miller played his. His agent, okay. who becomes the chief of staff okay. in the White House. Yep. Um, Mickey Dolan's directed. Wow. Um, the yeah, George Wallace was. Uh, oh uh, my Uncle, God. Was uh, Uncle Phil? Yeah. Uh, and uh, anyway, so you can imagine how yeah. funny that table read was. That's crazy. That's. A, I mean, that's a pretty epic. Those guys are all hilarious, and you know, 
and, and, and then I got my first job. To make it, long story short, yes, too late for that. Uh, <laughs> I got my first job. The show got canceled, and then Mad About You got made, and I was uh, with the pilot. Yes, with Paul. Ooh. with the Mad About You were you. the pilot. I was as a writer. Yeah, as the head writer. No, no. You were no, pro- but, uh, producer. I was. Oh, a, I was a writer producer throughout the show from the beginning. Wow. And he became yet. head writer. You became head writer, right? No. I was you became super, a writer became, who gave head. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think I got the job? Um, uh, I was supervising producer of the show, uh, and uh, and uh, but I, I wrote more episodes than anybody else uh, right. ever ever wrote. On, uh, That's amazing. So you you were one of the writers on the show. One, I mean, a, a hit show for what eight years, nine, years? seven years, seven years, and then uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, and then no, so that did very yeah. well, and then uh, you know development deals after yeah. that, and then other stuff, and then I did, and then one of the things that I. You know, in my career is uh, I did a thing for Showtime with Richard Pryor, where yeah. I actually produced Richard's last two. Uh, uh, projects of his life. Really? Some say that's what killed him. But the <laughs> point is... <laughs> now, the point is there's actually title pages that say written by Richard Pryor and Billy Grudfest. Wow. wow. Which is wow. crazy. Did you frame that? Frame it, laminated it, yes. have, have a wallet size. Hand it to people at Starbucks. <laughs> Would right. you like to read something? <laughs> Along you, with three scripts. You were yeah. little Bill Grunfest, right? Or is that a joke? I remember that. Were you little Bill Grunfest? No, it was wild Bill oh, Grunfest. Wild. <laughs> no, I'm talking about when you were naked. You were little. You were little Mark Cohen. I was little Mark That's Cohen. what all the girls named you. Ooh, all the waitresses. Right. Um, waitresses. So now, but you, all right, I'm going to wrap this up. But you guys came in. You came in after that. Now, you're in the cellar right before me. Right? Yeah. yeah yes. A few years before. And now it starts kicking in. But I remember when I came to the cellar, it was dead. I mean, we'd be there on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday. Nobody was there. We'd have to perform in front of maybe 15 people, 10 people, keep going. And then people would slowly filter in and out. And Well, there were times that Manny would make the wait. I mean, there was no not one person yeah. in the audience. Yeah. And he would make the waitresses sit there so there was somebody and the comedians had to go up. Right. Yeah. Just so somebody would see a show going on, you know. And now, and then. Yeah, business dipped, you know, in the, in the 90s, I guess. There yeah. was a. Every place. industry. Late was, 90s. Every place. Place. Right. Mid 90s. Yeah, mid 90s to the. Uh, dipped in yeah. the 90s. And then in the 2000s. It, it picked up, but now here we are again. It's saturated again. It's it, never been like this. It's never been like this, but it's. Crazy, huh? is, do you think it's going to die? Do you think yes. it's going to go back down? All right, yeah. relax. No, but, but you guys, it's usually in New York. Why, why, why do you say in that? In New York, it's a different it, world. Comedy wise, well, I well, mean, it's it, it's saturated maybe in New York, but not I think comedy now, country, comedy know. now in New York especially, but around, I mean, comics became the new rock stars. Co- people started seeing comedians like they saw bands like yeah, Aerosmith selling out the garden all around. I mean, these comics, big Bill, comics, Bill Burr sold out the garden, and he doesn't even have a show, right? Just on the strength of his stand up, wow. stand up, and 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 what does he do? What do you mean he doesn't have a show? He doesn't have a TV. He does have a TV. He has, probably from YouTube videos and whatever's going and he has a specials. He has a TV show on Madison Square Garden. Stop, 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 stop. He has a, shut. He has a TV show on Netflix. What TV show is it? It's an animation animated TV show about oh. his family. It's a very it's on his second season, so. Oh, well, he, he, sold up he does have a show, yes. He, sold up he did prior to that, but I don't want to say he doesn't have a show. They do have a show because I'm gonna hear Dick Bell has a show. Tell Nam to shut his face. He is great. No, he yeah, is yeah. great. He, he's insane. he's unbelievable on the merit of his stand up is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. But even beyond that, like comedy, people used to come and see plays and, or you know, go to the theater or stuff now you come to New York City, you're going to a comedy club. Club. And it's the cellar. I mean, you're coming to the cellar to see a show. And on top of that, as I recently learned, yeah. 
that not only is the seller like the the comedy show you got, but in all of New York's attractions across all the attractions, yeah. the comedy seller is like the number two thing. What's number one? On TripAdvisor. It's, it's Mark. You got a punchline? <laughs> the yeah. comic strip. Wow. Yeah. It was like, it was like, I think number one was like a Big Apple bus or something. I mean, I what, I don't know if I could have. Number one attraction. It was like Big Apple bus. I could have. It, it goes up and down in TripAdvisor. I could. I I couldn't have set you up. Any and I didn't have it. I had to toss it. I should have. I should have gave you a day to write it out. <laughs> are people developing in New York still, though? Or yes, are people like you that are successful. Well, here's the thing: in New in, in New York now is that you can. Um, I'm famous from. I have. I have fame. Believe it or not, from the comedy seller. I have. When I go on the road. Now, they're like, we saw you the first time at the Comedy Cellar. Like, they would see me, like, on, on Louie, or they saw me on Sex, Drugs, or Opie and Anthony fans, or even this podcast. People come up to me like, dude, I'm a friend of the podcast. A lot of people come up and go, oh, we went on vacation, and we saw you at the cellar. And why so- are you doing the same act? <laughs> <laughs> You're on the road. You've had six years. <laughs> Dude, please, please don't repeat. The, please don't. Please don't repeat the thoughts in your head. I know. <laughs> I've had six years. I've had, I've had jokes. I've been doing forty years. <laughs> no, uh, I re. Uh, I re- hello, 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 What year did you start at the cellar? I started. It had to be. Uh, wow The boat ride is uh, 2099 So it had to be A year before that Or two years before. So 98 97 oh, wow. 97 98 I started I, didn't, I was in at the Boston Comedy Club first Then I remember My my agent Or manager at the time Was like Alright we're gonna do a spot At this club I was like cool And I walked over I didn't know about Esty Didn't know about the history I was just over at the Boston, you know, going up after Chappelle, Jay Moore, Brewer, Patrice. Right, Boston was great. Go ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was. Boston Comedy Club <laughs> at that time had all the young holy shits coming up. Okay, and you guys were over at the cellar, and then you know you make it sound like so, it was the same people. Much, so. I uh, so I remember he, I went over there, and he's like, "All right, you got to do five minutes." And I met Esty. I was like, "Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you." Blah blah blah. Okay, you go up, and, blah, and I went up and just fucking murdered for five minutes. And I walked off. I was like, "All right, cool." She's like, "Okay, give me a call," and uh, I got in. And then I've been in ever since. But I was 145 spot for years. That's why I love guys bitching. These fucking young guys come in now and they're like, they think they, you know. It, they deserve it. Well, they know. It's, they think it's a bad thing. Well, you don't. And it's not a bad, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. No. The 145 spot to close the show, to end the show, yeah. is they want somebody who can do it, number one. It wasn't empty at 2 o'clock. It wasn't like. It sometimes, was sometimes. Sometimes it was. But, but you know what? Everyone's complaining now it's not empty. What? Nobody no. Now it's a full room. But it's, it's, uh, it is crazy that, you know, these, some of you, I want earlier spots. It's like, earn them. Yeah. I had to fucking earn them. I remember when I finally said, I was a guest, uh, you know, I'd like, and she was like, okay. And she gave me an earlier spot and it was hosting. <laughs> so I was like nine to fucking two now. So uh, I took that, whatever. I quit hosting uh, because I, I think it, 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 those spots push you to become better. And I think they also, they, they it, it, you know, when you, when you want to be here on the schedule, you got to keep, 
keep fucking working hard. And it got me out of those spots. I mean, look, I still close all the fucking shows. Let's not get carried away. Am I right? I'm still bitching half the time. Oh, it's just annoying. I got to go up at, at the end of every fight. Because I, oh, it's a, I hate this too. Because you're so good. It's a, it's a compliment. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> they want me to clean up whatever mess there's going to be. If the guy's too famous and nobody can follow, or if the guy stinks and I got to go up and clean it up. The best thing was when the show was pumping, though, the yeah. middle show, you'd have a spot and they'd go, okay, go on and do three minutes. <laughs> Because I'd have to, we got to get the show over. You know? Oh, I got that. I got to repeat jokes. I got, when I used to host, I used to host, I used to do, I didn't know what jokes I did. It'd be like, it'd be like quarter to two and I'd do, the, I remember one night I did the same joke and I went, why are you guys not laughing at that? Because I knew it killed and like, you just did it. You did it two guys ago. Set. You did the same jokes. Oh my God, crazy. An ounce a day is too much. <laughs> at the end of the night, sometimes, Mark Cohen and Rick and, so, and John Stewart, there were nights where the people wouldn't leave. Yeah. And so we would try to drive them out <laughs> by just by being as as bad and as stupid as possible. Right. But it just got funnier. That's hilarious. And, and the people wouldn't leave because they were they were wanted to see what would these idiots do. They used next. to when I when I had a set, they used to know them and they would send up a tray of six, seven vodka shots. Really? Yeah. Why? I would, and I would drink them during my oh, set. Drunk. <laughs> and they would all get a kick. And then towards the end, I would get too drunk, so they, they would make like three vodka and three water. And then I would drink them. The audience wouldn't know, but I was. Uh, that's fun. Now you knew. Now you knew all these guys coming up, but you you went in a totally different way. Comedy wasn't your thing. Dome? No. I thought you were talking to me. I'm like, wow. <laughs> that's fucking brutal. Yeah, it's <laughs> Mark, it's I, I was. <laughs> no, listen. That's what Harvey said. <laughs> listen, let me finish. So you, now comedy seems to be your thing. Well, oh, you've seen him play music. <laughs> <laughs> well, his father, but his fa- his father, it, comedy wasn't your father's thing the whole time. It became his thing, and he really took care of it and nurtured it. And the, he started the table. I mean, we can say that people claim that they start. He started the table, yeah, yeah. correct? It wasn't it wasn't Colin or, or, or no, it was Nick DiPaolo. Was it who? Nick DiPaolo. What did he say? He, he said, Manny, we need a place. That really? We, there's, no, there's no place for us to sit down. Right. We, we need some place we can sit. And, and he did it. Yeah, so he did it. Yeah. That's great. I have a little bit of a jag on that particular story, but you go ahead. A what? Go ahead. A little bit of a... a Manny and I used... Manny would, would say um, the comedians are spread out all over the olive tree, so they're taking up all the tables. And I said to him, well, perhaps we should, you know, kind of collect. So it was you. Well, I didn't use the word comedian's table. But you said a table. Yes. But But comedians would sit at it. He didn't listen to me until Nick said, and then it became validated. And then you would have to get invited over. I used to complain that the chicken kebab was too garlicky. For years, I thought, you got. Then one day, Jerry Seinfeld came in and said, it's a little garlicky, Manny. That was it. There was no more garlic in the chicken kebab. I wonder who else is like that. My wife. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who else has that trait. Oh. Wait, who? You're not, you're oh. you're not talking about you're me. Huh? You're not talking about me. No, no, we're not. nobody's talking about you. No. You don't have people behind you that work with you all the time just looking at the back of your head right now, <laughs> pointing, at, pointing at you like this as soon as I said that. Nobody did that. <laughs> but also, it might just... Yeah, so comedy's my thing now. Is that, what you, is that what I'm talking about? No, also what? Say it. Go ahead. Take a hit, no, would you? No, I, I don't remember. I don't mean, uh, that, that I, 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 I don't know if it's interesting, but I, I'm just trying to understand the dynamic of my father. Somehow, 
because he, Bill was really the man at yes, that time. Yes. And because it, it wasn't my father on the line, yeah. it was easier for him to say no to the table. Yes. Then when he was fully involved in it, right, and then he's like, "No, we need a comedy table." You're right, so yeah, like, right. You have to be in those shoes to really yeah. see it. Oh, because he didn't understand that he did, but they but needed that. I just I can't picture of him having said no, except that you were asking for. It. He's like, "No, we, we can't. We can't devote a table just to the comedians, you know." Yeah. But uh, unless they're I, Egyptian, it's <laughs> it's it's. I think it's it's that kind of thing, like where I can I can tell. Well, there's a difference between him going. Hey Manny, maybe we should have a table. And Nick going, "What the fuck? I got this fat Jew broad from Yonkers yapping my ear off. Get me a table, Manny." Also, also, yeah, comedy, there is that. Comedy wasn't our main income at that time. The feed really? John or maybe uh, the Wah yeah. was busy. I don't know what year. The, the, uh, the, no, now, the is it true? Very busy. Very busy. The Olive Tree was a legitimate what? business at the time. Which don't you miss that. doing what you used to do at the Wah? I mean, like. With well, the, yeah, you yeah. still still does it Friday nights? Really, I saw that video. Where, yeah, where? at the olive tree. olive tree. No, but I mean, oh. like with the band. He has a band. Oh, Pieces. He has a band. No, I, I do miss it. I I had to choose what to do. I couldn't do it all. And oh, you'll understand it. You can explain it to Robert. Um, what, uh, what am I? What am I? <laughs> I'm right here. I can understand. Oh, sorry. Uh, we own the we own the building where the comedy cellar is. Right. We own the real estate, and in the Wa, I had like three more years on my lease. Right. Yeah. And so I had to throw in with what, what I could count on, which was the, the comedy seller. So right. I right. sold the wall. And what a good choice it was. I, I, I mean, know. come on. Well, I don't know. I mean, it is because you went over to the Village Underground and music was there. And now it's comedy. And now there's a comedy club upstairs. Yeah. And pretty soon you're going to make the bar into a comedy club. Peace. You mean it's good choice, like because it's business wise? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. business wise, it's the same it, pleasure out of the, the comedy star that I. Get well, because you're not because you're a performer, you're not up there. And yeah, that's exactly like the in the Wa. It was my you. show. You're a star. I was well. It's not just. It's not just. I was. You a star. ran. You ran it. I I arranged the music. I, I it was so if it was successful when it was a line yeah. around the corner of the Wa. I said I did that. Right in the comedy cellar, you guys write the jokes. Yes. So it's not. I mean, I'm I'm happy. Right. And, I, and I, I, I do understand that. that but I, you're a big my, part of that. that. There's something about facilitating it which matters. Big, big part and of I, it. And I could point to some, I can't talk about them, I guess, but I can point to some key decisions that were made which made a huge difference. Yeah. Nevertheless, yes. I can't take pride. Yes. If you kill, yeah. it's still you with the one yes. Just yes. you giving us the They're the, one, the, they're the ones yeah. walking out going, that was the best night I ever had. Who put but that they show don't together? Under, but they don't understand that that. To facilitate that thing had something to do with yeah, it, I tell too. Liz, we, I, I just turn on the lights. Like, like what do I do? Yeah. I well, Liz does it. You don't do that. Yeah. Liz does it. And George, you don't, you don't George, on the George actually makes lights available. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't do shit. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're right. In, in a certain way, you're right. Well, you make, good, you make good choices on people to do things for you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so you play at the the, the play the olive tree on Friday night every Friday. <laughs> to keep playing, but it's yeah. not like the, it's amazing. Yeah, it's not like the wah I'm saying. It's not, uh, <laughs> whatever. So I, I do get pleasure. Out Very of loud, but it's good. I do get pleasure out of Tommy Sullivan. Yes, but not the pleasure that I wish I got out of it. Right, what you could, but you could someday if you wanted to go back to playing. But I mean, it's yeah. Well, I right? also lost so much of my hearing. I don't think it's a good idea. What is, is that? It, your phone? Did you no, really? This is my alarm because uh, um, right. Jeff right. Chunk is calling me. Uh, all right, well, we're going to wrap this up right now because now he's getting on the phone with a lawyer. Um, we're, he, we're all here in Vegas. Can you not? Can, can he's got you, Christmas bells on his phone, off. too. That's- oh, my God. I love that he plays dumb with electronics. I tried to turn the phone off that I'm on all day long. It was hung up. 
All right, listen. We're here in Vegas. We're not going to say anything, but it's... Um, you can say. What? What? No. I've said it many times on my show. Really? You have? Look into the camera. I thought that's what this was for. What? This a fool. What are you? Why, why did you just turn an Italian? I thought that this is a fool. You know, that Tourette's thing is going <laughs> to... Motherfucker. We're going to be opening in, in Las Vegas. <gasps> what? Oh, what? Wow. Oh, my God. What? what? A, fee, a cafe wah? This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> You're playing in Las Vegas? You're bringing the band back this together. Ma! What? <laughs> no, you, you're the opening... The Finjun? The comedy cellar. <laughs> Where are you going to open it? What? <laughs> what? Nice, a nice setup. Yeah, it's... Where are you going to open it? At the Real. At the Real Where hotel. we're at right now? Where we are right now. Wow, the that's Rio amazing. The Real Hotel and Casino? It's a small room, but it'll, we'll put some, we'll put some <laughs> Not chairs. Not in my room. This oh, oh. <laughs> the worst room ever. It really is. It's just a tub. Sweet, by the way. You know when the, the molding is coming off the tub? Uh, Robert, <sighs> before we even get the club open, could you not insult the real? <laughs> I'm kidding. Who the hell would put a club in this shit? <laughs> just, I'm kidding. What the fuck is the, the comedians? I'm like, kidding. This actually, this is very it's beautiful. Very, it is a yeah, it's tell a you, sweet. I, this is why the, every uh, this club. This is why hey, the casino is great. I'll tell you why. Every room is a suite. Yeah, this one. Every, no, all of them are. No, no, no. just the real. Oh, just the Rio. Yeah. Just the Rio. Yeah, what all does molding even do, it's right? Called, it's, all, it's all sweet hotel, it's called. Keeps the water in the tub. Listen. No, no. Listen. It's, uh, no, no, no. It, it is. Every room's a suite, which is awesome. To have a big room like this. And a, a big great pool. Yeah, beautiful pool. It's a great casino. It's, it's, it, and I heard they have a great comedy club opening up in. I tell you what. They not, are? At some point. Not a great one. Not oh, the what? best. Oh. Ah. And, and if it wasn't for you, oh, and if it wasn't for you, oh. and if it wasn't for George, oh. and if it wasn't for Liz, oh. and if it wasn't for me, and of course... The light switch. If it wasn't... <laughs> if, <laughs> if it wasn't for Manny having a son uh, to keep turning the lights on... <laughs> All right, listen, man. I, I next time I come to Vegas, I want to do another one. Oh, uh, you're in L.A., right? Yes, next, I come here all the time. Next time, you, next time I want to do one on uh, the the when you took over. I'd like to do another thing oh, wait, on. Robert, on uh, he wasn't even halfway finished. But, uh, <laughs> buddy, then, I know. But, uh, I can't. He's a writer. You they think talk. Anyone mad about you? That was 25 years ago. Uh, was that 25 years ago? More than 25. Uh, 25 years ago. Uh, let me see. 91 to ni- 91 to 99. Story to come. 91 to 99. All right. Yeah. See when he, he looks up. China now. He, he's a he's a comedy consultant in China. I, I, what is that? I adapt. I adapt. I do you adapt. speak Chinese? No, that's the amazing part. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> I, I adapt shows for the Chinese audience. Really? Mad About You was a big hit in China. Wow. It's not just translating. You have to anthropologically, look it up, anthropologically uh, <laughs> adapt yes. the stories. So You're on camera. Get off the phone. To, uh, to oh, the God. You had ta- I ended on, a, on the whole light switch thing. We ended. Okay. Now he's back <laughs> in with five-syllable words again. Oh, my God. <laughs> No wonder your father didn't want a table with just him sitting at it. I mean, you sit there all, all night, fucking. You know, man, let me say something, Manny. Go ahead. Jerry planning a comedian table. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? I'm not doing this. Uh, yeah, give it up for everybody. Bill Grunfest, uh, Mark Cohen, uh, um, uh, um, um, 
Gnome, gnome. Uh, he goes, he thought I was talking about him. We got George and we got Liz. This is another y, a live YKWD. You got two of them this week. This one is definitely my favorite. Oh. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time on You Know What, Dude? All right, this sponsor, do not hit 10 second forward, whatever it is, 15. Just listen to this sponsor. These are my favorite. I have these sheets. I love them. They're on my bed. And it's a great holiday gift. What do you get? What do you get your Aunt Peggy? What do you get your mom and dad? You can get these for your wife or your girl. They'll love you for them. I love mine. Brooklinen.com. They're so soft, so comfortable, high end bedding. It feels like you're in a Ritz Carlton, but you're in your house and you didn't have to spend a, a bunch of money. Look, they gave me a pair and then I went and bought them. That's when you know a sponsor's good. That's when you know I like. I don't know, I'm being honest. You spend a third of your life in your sheets with Brooklinen.com. You can get high quality sheets and bedding you and your loved ones deserve without needless luxury retail prices. Buying great sheets is an easy way to upgrade your nightly routine. The right sheets can make or break a good night's sleep and help you feel better and well rested every day. Even though quality sheets make for quality sleep, most high-end bedding is marked up more than 300%. That's ridiculous. 300%. By the time it reaches the stores, it's, 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 it's 300% markup. Brooklyn makes quality luxury sheets and bedding accessible to everybody. And it's at a great price. And it's a great gift idea. Brooklinen was founded 2014. Husband and wife team, Vicki and Rich Fulop. On the philosophy that people deserve simple, beautiful home essentials without luxury pricing. Brooklinen cuts out unnecessary markups, retail licensing fees, and manufacturing waste in order to offer high-end designer and exceptional savings across their collection. Uh, the, the colors are great. The designs are great. It's not just three colors. It, they're unbelievable. Brooklinen is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world because people love these products. Their sheets have over 12,000 five-star reviews. Brooklinen sheets were named the winner of the best of online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. They have versatile colors and patterns that you can mix and match to complement any decor. This is luxury bedding, underpriced. You have to try these sheets today. I love my Brooklinen sheets. Try these sheets, and I know you'll love them too. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for my listeners, okay? $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code WHATDUDE at brooklinen.com. This is a great gift for Christmas. I'm telling you, go to brooklinen.com, okay? And Brooklyn, in fact, Brooklinen is so confident that you'll love these sheets. It's a 60-night free Trial, satisfaction, guaranteed, and lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. There's no reason not to do this. There's no reason not to give these sheets a try for yourself or as a gift this holiday season. Give the gift of luxury right now. The only way to get the $20 off and the free shipping is to use promo code WHATDUDE at brooklinen.com. That's brooklinen.com. Promo code WHATDUDE. Listening to YKWD podcast. Thanks for listening. Now go back to your shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. Check out riotcast.com for all of the best podcasts on the internet. And they're all free. And they're all free.